in this world will have tribulation. But praise God, be of good cheer. Why? He's overcome the world, right? And we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. And we did not love our life to the end. We're willing to live our life for him. For he who would seek to save his life will, but he who loses his life for my sake will. Yeah, and so that's what we want to do. And this morning, Sanctity of Life Sunday is where we acknowledge our concerns, our grief, our prayers for the unborn. Because unfortunately today, the leading cause of death among children, abortion. What's meant to be the safest place for a human being for the first nine months of their existence has unfortunately become the most dangerous place. I got involved in the pro-life movement in 1980 when I first got saved. You were still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My wife and I got involved in in a uh, ministry called Operation Rescue. Randall Terry began that ministry. And we would uh, leave our identification and all of our driver's license, etc., locked up in our cars or at home, and we'd encircle abortion clinics and lock arms and not let anybody in. And you can uh, imagine what the reaction was from the local and state police then, you know. And everybody who was arrested declared that their name was John Doe or Jane Doe. (laughs) But I realized at that point, uh, after some time, that I was attacking a symptom rather than the real cause. And the real cause of the lawlessness that exists in our society is a godliness. Godlessness, isn't it? We're a godless society now. And we are a far more godless society now than we were in 1980 when I first got involved. And uh, Lori Hensley, is that you back there? Yeah? Would you stand up for a minute? I just want to point out Lori Hensley. She's a volunteer at Piedmont Women's Center. So if you have any interest whatsoever in volunteering, you can speak to a volunteer. How long have you been involved, Lori? Your fourth year. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lori. <clears throat> but the real need is for men and women to be touched by God, to where they experience the transforming power of the Holy Spirit in that regeneration, which we call the born again experience, that only God can bring about in the life of an individual. And so that's what we would pray. But we still want to be involved in the fight against those things that God says are an abomination, that are lawless, godless, wicked deeds, yet we have legislated and legalized in our culture. And so we're going to continue the fight. But we recognize, even though it may seem that we're not being very successful, God wins in the end, doesn't he? God will triumph over adversity, over wickedness, over lawlessness in the end, won't he? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But we want to give a good community chapel welcome to Lori Ross. Come on up here, Lori. Lori's been involved. <laughs> As the, uh, you're the CEO, right? Yeah, that's what they told me. Uh, yeah. Today, today El- I am. Now, let's see. You never know. El Protron is a uh, is that male or female boss? Can it be either or? It can be either or? Male. How do you say female boss? 
Yeah. 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 Five years now yes, with, with PwC? Time. Almost. And then Foothills? Yeah, I was at Foothills Care Center in Seneca uh, almost six years before that. So I've been in the pro-life movement now for 11 years. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're with us. All right, thank you. Do you have a mic? Are you mic'd? Yeah, okay, I'm mic'd great. up. We're going to watch a quick video, and then I'm going to come back up. Jesus is the visible proof of an invisible God. He was with God in the beginning, and nothing was made without him. He was there with God when God formed Adam from the dust of the ground. He was there when God made the woman from the man's rib. Jesus knew us before we were formed. He knit us together in our mother's womb. He made us in his image and likeness. He knew all of our days before we lived even one. Jesus came to earth, leaving his home in heaven. He came at just the right time to save us from our sins. He is the firstborn of all creation. He was born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus lived a sinless life. He was punished for our sins. He died on the cross. He arose from the dead on the third day. Jesus now sits at the right hand of God. He came so we could be his. Jesus is the visible proof of an invisible God. And now we are the visible proof of God. So Casey walked into our office in November holding her newborn baby. That's visible proof, right? Like we can, we can see that baby. In February, Casey walked into our office for the very first time. Pretty sure she was pregnant and pretty sure she was going to have an abortion. That's the story of many of the people who walked through the doors of Piedmont Women's Center. Casey went back to have her pregnancy test and the father of the baby sat in the lobby. That's what we do. Sometimes you have to divide conquer. Parents, can I get an amen, right? <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that. So Casey went back, had her pregnancy test, and was meeting with one of our resource coaches while her boyfriend was in the lobby. And it wasn't going well in the resource room. She had made up her mind. She could not follow through with this pregnancy. But you know, your pastor said this several times, one of my favorite phrases, but God. But God is faithful, and God is merciful. And while Casey's father of the baby, Mike, while he was sitting in the lobby, his mom called him. Mama's got good timing, right? <laughs> and good old Mike, Mike decided to take the phone call. And Mama said, where are you? What you doing? He said, well, to be honest with you, I'm at Piedmont Women's Center, but you don't need to worry because we've already decided we're going to take care of this. You're not going to have to worry about this baby. And Mama, it was quiet. You know, it was a quiet moment for Mom and Son. And Mom said, I've got to tell you something I've never told you before. 20 years ago. 
I sat in that same lobby at Piedmont Women's Center thinking that I needed to have an abortion. You're here today because I chose life for you. Lots of silence, don't you imagine? So there comes a time in the appointment uh, that we bring the father of the baby back, and so he went back, Mike went back to the room with Casey, and the resource coach welcomed him into the room, shared with him that the results of the pregnancy test were positive, that they were parents. See, it's not they're going to be parents, right? They're already parents. See, that's the language we have to change. That's the mindset and the mentality we have to fight against. The moment that you conceive a child, you are a parent. So Mike walks in, and they're having this conversation, and you know he's willing to support Casey. Men, we need you to be men. Right, he, Mike's willing to support Casey's decision. Casey is still in this moment of she can't handle this pregnancy. But Mike proceeds to tell the resource coach and Casey the conversation that he had. Now they left that day, and I'll be honest with you, we didn't have a clue what their choice was going to be. We prayed that they would choose life. We hoped that they would choose life. We spoke life over that situation. But we didn't know. Lots of follow-up phone calls with no answer, which typically equals they've chosen to have an abortion. But November, Casey walks in the door with a little baby. Right? That's visible proof of an invisible God. One of the reasons that we provide ultrasounds at Piedmont Women's Center is because we do want to provide that visible proof. We want to provide that connection, right? There's nothing quite like seeing for yourself. How many of you guys have heard something and you thought, hmm, that might be true? Some of those great fish stories. I got any fishermen out here? You have to tell some good ones. But then you take pictures. Yeah, he was this big. You take a picture, you can't even see it. It was like the bait. You caught your own bait. Good job. But there's just something about that ultrasound moment, right? There's another client who came to us. At Piedmont Women's Center, we believe that God divinely ordains the client's steps from the moment they walk in the door until the moment that they leave. This young woman determined to have an abortion. And so she gets back to have her ultrasound. And the nurse who's going to be doing her ultrasound, her name's Tina. She's an old school nurse. Like there's a difference in nurses who've been trained in the last 10 years and nurses who were trained 30 years ago. Can I get an amen? Like baby boomer nurses, they're not going to cut you any slack. They're going to speak. They're going to tell you like it is, right? <laughs> Tina, baby boomer nurse. So the young woman comes in, and Tina's just getting to know her a little bit before she does the ultrasound. And she said, why? Why, why are you considering an abortion? Why, why would be, this be the solution to your pregnancy? And the young woman said, well, I really don't know who the father is. So I, I can't possibly continue on with this pregnancy. Now, Tina 
bold. Tina's one of the boldest people I know. She says, well, I don't know who the daddy is either, but I know who the mama is. And right now, that's what matters. Young woman chose life for her unborn child. Now see, that's visible proof, right? That's a visible proof of an invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. The question is, and the reason I believe our culture has such a hard time with this life issue, I want you to think about it this way. I was born in 1972. Your pastor just said it's 50 years from 1973, so what does that equal? I am getting ready to be 51 years old. Here's what I know about abortion. Abortion became legal in 73. It never became moral. That never happened. There was never one moment when God looked at this act and said, yes, this is what I would have you do. Yes, this is where I'd have you go. But here's what I want you to know. It's a choice and a decision like any other sinful act that we have. We like to take sin and put it into categories, right? Now, I'll just tell you, I'm, I'm the girl. I've lost the same 10 pounds 150 times. Some of y'all with me, right? Woo, can I get an amen? Here's, here's what I'll tell you. It's sometime, I'm working on my next 10 right now. <laughs> here's what I'll tell you. God is faithful over every one of those decisions. And we've seen through our post, and I'm going to get to the slideshow in a minute. This is a good church, right? Like, I can come up here and be at home. Watch out, Pastor. Four o'clock today, we're still going. No. Here's, here's the reality with abortion. It breaks God's heart. It breaks God's heart. But so does lying. So does homosexuality. So does transgenderism. But God, there is healing and there is hope. And at Piedmont Women's Center, not only do we offer hope to the women who are in that decision-making process, should I have an abortion or should I continue with this pregnancy, but we also offer hope to women who have made the choice to have an abortion in their life. Here's what we know in Greenville County. There are about 67,000 women in Greenville County who have made an abortion decision. There's some hurting people. Y'all wonder? Y'all wonder why this world is crazy and has lost its mind? It's because there's so many people out there who are hurting and from self-inflicted wounds. There's nothing like friendly fire, right? But there is hope because God is hope. He is love. He is hope. He is the centerpiece of all creation. And when we get in trouble is when we believe we're the centerpiece of all creation. And we begin to worship ourselves instead. We begin to worship the creation instead of the creator. And this whole idea of visible proof, it's not about an ultrasound. It's not about a woman bringing a baby into the office. It's about Jesus. Let me tell you, I, I lived a life before I came to know Christ, and not a good one. Raised in church, couldn't find Jesus with a 10-foot pole. Joined the army. 
a lot of mistakes. Let me tell you, if you don't know Jesus, <laughs> you'll either find him or lose him when you're in the army. I, I had the opportunity to do both. I walked far away from my upraising, but yet God drew me back to him. Brought me back to him in his loving kindness. I had a million problems in my life before I knew Christ. I came to know Christ, I still had a million problems. But I had the solution to all of those problems. And did Piedmont Women's Center above, and y'all need to hear this, above anything that we could provide a client, we provide them with the single most important resource on this planet, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there won't be a time... There won't be a time that we see an end of abortion without people beginning in Christ. That's what it requires. It requires that starting point. Because all else is sin. It's all folly, as Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. All right, let me get to this PowerPoint so I can let your preacher preach. That's what y'all pay him to do. I just, I just come here for free. This is bonus time. So... How many clients did we serve at Piedmont Women's Center this year? So the total number of people who came into our doors is a little over 3,300, I believe. But I want you to look at that 41,000 number. That's the number of opportunities we had to speak to people about the opportunity they have in Christ. Those are touch points. Every time we answer the phone, every time somebody walks in off the street, we view those touch points as an opportunity to share the reality of the answer, and the answer is Christ alone. There is no other answer. So 41,000 touch points. That's a lot of opportunity, right? I think we had 15,000 incoming phone calls this year. That's amazing. What's really amazing is in the middle of all that, Google this summer decided that we weren't worthy of being found anymore. And they totally hit us from public record on the Internet for about four or five months. Once we finally figured out what was going on, our phone started ringing again. It's pretty scary, but it's the reality. It's the reality. So of those 41,000 client touch points, 5,592 of those people actually came through the doors of Piedmont Women's Center either at our clinic in Greer or the one on Grove Road. And of those 5,592 people who walked in the door, we served 2,124 pre-born babies. That's the number of positive pregnancy tests. So let me just tell you, not everybody who comes to us finds out they're pregnant. Some of them find out they're not pregnant. Not everybody who comes to us is seeking an abortion. Some people are just seeking help. I mean, we live in a fallen world, and people are hurting right now. Eggs, $7 for a dozen? Are you kidding me? I'll go have me a prime rib or something. I'm not going to eat any eggs. I mean, daggone. So we offer a ton of medical services at Piedmont Women's Center. And um, four and a half years ago, when I walked in the door at Piedmont Women's Center, I knew I wanted us to become more competitive with the abortion providers. They don't just provide abortion, they provide other services. So outside of abortion and birth control, what were the things that we could offer inside Piedmont Women's Center that would take money out of their pocket? Right? 
Like, I want to see the total end to abortion, period. But what I can do, the part that we can control at Piedmont Women's Center is taking money out of their pocket, right? And so that's what we're doing. That's why we're there. That's what we're doing. So um, this year we provided 286 well woman exams, which include pap smears and sexual health screenings. And, and women who come to us for sexual health screenings, we teach them abstinence. We don't offer birth control. We offer real solutions, right? If birth control worked, there wouldn't have been babies born in the 70s. I got news for you. It's not a method, and it's not God's method, more importantly. Child loss support. I mentioned earlier our abortion recovery ministry. Um, in child loss support, there are three parts of our ministry. We have child loss through abortion, child loss through miscarriage, and child loss through infant loss. What we understood early, golly, probably it was 2020, we started looking at some numbers, and women who had miscarriage are much more likely to have an abortion because they don't want to go through the pain of loss again. So we had to figure out how can we minister to the women who've had a miscarriage so that they can understand that God was sovereign and they were still a mother. Any woman in this room that's lost a child either through infant loss or through a miscarriage or through an abortion, you, let's settle the fact, your mom, because you don't have visible proof, doesn't mean anything. So this year we served 192 people through our miscarriage program, 294 through our abortion recovery. When I came here, I think the first year I was here, we saw 21 through our abortion recovery program. Think about that number. Isn't that amazing? And then through infant loss, 70 women that were helping support them through their grief journeys. Better parents equal better families. Now, I know this church don't have this problem. All of y'all's children was sitting right up here on the front, and they were very well behaved. I bet you've never had a time like I was that kid at church. My poor mama. <laughs> She's a lovely woman. She's about this tall. And uh, she didn't know what to do with me because my sister was perfect and walked on water from a very early age. I understand what James felt. I really do. Coming behind Jesus was hard. He knew he couldn't measure up. I knew I couldn't measure up, so I didn't try at a very early age. My mom would carry me out of the church, and I'd say, can't y'all see she's about to spank me? Can't y'all see? Somebody help a girl out. Come on. Every Sunday, every Sunday. And I'd wake up through the week, and my mama would say, uh, do you want your spanking now or later? Depending on the mood that I woke up in that day. Here's what we know for a fact. Better families... Better parents equal better families. The centerpiece of this whole program with our parents is Jesus. So we have two programs. One of them ministers to families with babies in the womb. And one of them ministers to parents who have babies that are basically birth to 12. And so we have E3, which is our in-the-womb parenting program. There's everything in that from... Infant CPR to diaper changing. Um, if a parent coming through our program completes 10 of those classes, she gets either a free car seat, a free pack and play, or a month's supply of diapers, her choice. 
So those baby bottles, why are those important? Because they help us fund these programs, okay? The other program, Triple P, it is a, uh, it's called Positive Parenting Seminars. It's psychology-based because a lot of times people have difficulty um, connecting with their children, especially if they've got some trauma in their past. And so we're helping people work through their trauma on many, many levels. Um, Jesus came to seek and to save. How many of y'all believe that? Can I get amen? Like, man, thank goodness he sent Jesus at just the right time to save us from our sins. Decisions for Christ this year, we had 169 women receive Christ for the very first time. And at the end of the day, we're here to do his work. Um, here's what I'll tell you. We can't be in the discipleship business. We're the emergency room, right? Like, we're seeing people come over the, the gate. Like, we, we can't do discipleship. What we can do is lead people to Christ. So here's what I want you guys to think about. Um, when it comes to these decisions for Christ, we have a new program called the Bridge Program at Piedmont Women's Center. And through that bridge program, what we ask moms to do is to give us six weeks of their life where they do a Bible boot camp. We give them a very nice journaling Bible, some highlighters, some verses to memorize, and we walk with them for six weeks, and then we ask the local church in their neighborhood, can you do this? Can you come alongside? And so we're looking for bridge partner churches that are willing to take on our clients and show them the love of Christ this year. Last year, I think we had three people go through the bridge program, and this year we doubled that to six. So that doesn't seem like many, but these are six people who've gone through discipleship, become members of a local church, and went and got baptized. That's visible proof, right? Volunteers, this is the bread and butter of Piedmont Women's Center. Uh, we have 28 staff members, 14 full-time, 14 part-time, all women. You said I was the leader. No, I'm not. I'm, the, I'm herding cats. Volunteers, volunteers, they're the leaders. Let me tell you, they're, they're, they drive this organization. We had 144 volunteers serve over 12,000 hours. That's the equivalent for the math people in the room. That's equivalent of, I think, six or seven full-time employees. Like, we can't do it without our volunteers. We're looking for people in our clinics who can serve about three to four hours once a week. We also need community partners. So Lori, she's, she's knocking it out of the park. Lori serves in the clinic, in our child loss through abortion program, and she's out here in the community with me today. You don't have to do all three. We'll take just one, okay? <laughs> Legislative update. Yeah, okay, here's where we are. Y'all probably already know. 22 weeks in the state of South Carolina, you can have an abortion up to 22 weeks. Babies feel pain, they say, now at 10 weeks. It used to be 15, now it's 10. Shame on South Carolina. It's, it's time for some serious change, right? Time for some serious change in leadership. All right, here's what you can do. How can you get involved and make a difference at Piedmont Women's Center? This church, i got no doubt y'all praying, right? Good on you, pastor. Way to teach. When people ask me all the time, how can we stand with Piedmont Women's Center, I lead with prayer. Like, do y'all get the fact that something in the heavenlies shifts when we pray? I've seen women 
who are absolutely determined to have an abortion, and they change in just a moment. I'll never forget one time I was in Seneca, much smaller organization then. My job looked a little bit different. I was at the clinic working the front desk one day, and a girl came in determined to have an abortion. We saw her right away. We got her back in that ultrasound room. Y'all know what I did? I went camped out by that ultrasound door on my hands and knees praying for her, praying for that unborn child. At Piedmont Women's Center, we have a prayer text community that you can sign up for. And when somebody is in our clinics, one of our clinics, getting ready to make that abortion decision, we send you a text and say, pray right now. Right? Pray right now for this little one. This little one's fighting for its life. Partner with that baby and pray for that baby. The other thing we talked about serving is very important. That looks different. We've got a big construction project ready to start at Piedmont Women's Center. We don't have enough parking. That's a good problem to have. Um, at the, especially at the Grove Road Clinic, it's a real problem. The clients don't have a place to park. And we've got a construction project that's going to be starting with a parking lot. We've got some stone that's going to need to be moved from one place to another. All you got to have is a strong back and a hard mind. Hey, can I get amen? Some of y'all, some of y'all old men, y'all can help me out. You can even have a week back. We'll get you something to pull the thing with. It'll be fine. But we're going to need a lot of people. It's going to, it's going to take a lot of work to, to get that project done. And then the last thing you can do is give. So earlier I told you about KCN Mike. Now, Casey and Mike, we did not have the privilege of doing their ultrasound. Uh, we didn't have a part of that segment of their journey. But they started with us. And when people start with us, that only happens because you stand with us. And that first visit, that very first time they come to Piedmont Women's Center, cost us about $25. How many of y'all have gone to the doctor for $25? Right? Wait. <laughs> nah. No, that don't happen. I got news for you. That don't happen. We need your partnership. So you might be thinking, what do those baby bottles, how does that make a difference? Those baby bottles hold about $50 in quarters. If you put all quarters in there, that's two appointments at Piedmont Women's Center. You saw that we had 5,000 appointments this year, those first-time appointments. That makes it, without you, we can't do that, okay? We, we just can't. We've got this... The best part about Piedmont Women's Center, and I'm going to stop here, is we're debt-free. We operate on a cash basis, and nobody who works at Piedmont Women's Center is there to get wealthy. I can guarantee you that. We're not padding our pocketbooks. We're not doing it. Like, I think it's 80% of all the funds that we bring in go to direct client care. That's, that's very good. And it's something we're very proud of at Piedmont Women's Center. But again, we can't do it without you. I want to leave you with this one thing that you can do. And we've got some little envelopes on our table out there. And inside these envelopes are what we call prayer challenge coins. Okay? Dudes, you can put them in your pocket. Lady, put them in your pocketbook. You see that coin? You pray for us. Right? Um, if God puts you, us on your mind and you're in Walmart near the diaper section, just go ahead and pick up a pack. That means, you know, that's what we need. That month of supply of diapers, they come from somewhere, right? In here, there's also the way that you can scan to be a part of the prayer text community. So pick one of these up on your way out. The other thing I want to draw your attention to is this uh, brochure that we have that says, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Uh, Raven, 
who this story is about. Raven's one of our employees at Piedmont Women's Center. But before she was an employee, she was a client. Raven had had two abortions. You can watch her video. There's a QR code you can scan and go watch her 10-minute testimony of how God used those abortions to draw her to Him. Pregnant at 14, pregnant at 19, made bad decisions at both times. She now has a sweet little boy. God is faithful. And when Jesus looks at her, He doesn't see murderer. He sees holy and forgiven. Right? One of my favorite books is The Search for Significance. And in that book, Robert McGee says, we are totally and completely loved by God, fully acceptable and totally pleasing because of Jesus paying the debt for us. The debt we could not pay, any of us. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for today. I thank you for this congregation, for this chapel family that gave me the opportunity to just come up here today and share my heart to share with them about the work we do at Piedmont Women's Center. And Lord God, I do believe there is a day in the future where we will see the end of abortion as we know it in the upstate of South Carolina. And it won't be because of Kelly Ross. It won't be because of Community Chapel. It'll be because of your son, Jesus. It'll be because he intervened on our behalf and did the work that we could not do to push us over the finish line. And Jesus, we pray right now today, that you would do that work, that you would allow us to see the value in each other and, and in our part of the game, Lord God. And we ask you to do this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Okay, absolutely. John Michael, you got your mic? I'm sure that some of you have questions for Kelly, so we'd like to get those questions addressed right now before she goes. Well, we have the opportunity, and your question might be on the mind of others as well, so we can answer a multitude of questions at once. So I have one. Question. Okay. The statistics on a woman having an ultrasound and then deciding to keep the child. Yeah, so in the world, that number is about 89%. At Piedmont Women's Center, our success record is about 96% if we can get them in front of the ultrasound. It's a huge defining moment. Because most of the people who do ultrasound at Piedmont Women's Center are volunteer nurses, we actually can provide that service for about $120 per client. That covers our insurance, the power bill, all the things. So really? when you think about a great investment, $120 for a 96% chance of anything, that's pretty daggone good. Good return on your investment. Very good return on your investment. Yeah, excellent. You know, the 169 that uh, you said came through and made a decision yeah. for Christ. Yes. Out of that 169, six went through your discipleship program. Yep. That's better than the uh, Billy Graham evangelistic oh, wow. Hey, I didn't know that. They only, only, only three out of 100 are real when they go back and do really? their discipleship. So you beat them. Let <laughs> it never be said that I said I beat Billy Graham. <laughs> Questions, come on. I know you got some questions. Don't be bashful. If you mind, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get the mic over here so everybody can hear you. And it's on the... Uh... If we stop at Walmart and buy diapers, what do we do with those? You can bring them here, or to you church? can bring them directly to Piedmont Women's Center. Christy's around, and she could either bring them to us, or you can just bring them to either one of our offices. Okay, yep. thank you. 
size newborn to three, I think, are our most, our MVP sizes. It's interesting with abortion being so prevalent throughout the world. Do you know in uh, one country, for instance, like Japan, they sell more adult diapers than they do children's diapers? Hi, so what does your discipleship program look like? Is it a, 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 a spousal team from the church that disciples the young women, or is it one-on-one? -on -one? It's, it's one on one. Uh, we actually, one of our employees, Christina, actually wrote this program. We went through and we looked at a million programs. Pregnancy center clients are just a different breed of people. Many of them are very far from God when they walk through our doors. And they don't understand any of the terminology. They don't know Old Testament, New Testament. Many of the people we're seeing currently don't even know Jesus. And Lori will tell you this. Like they've not, they live in Greenville, and they've never heard the name of Jesus. So this walks them from like, I don't know anything, to when I go to church that first Sunday, I'm not going to feel out of place. The other very cool part to this uh, Bridge Discipleship Program is on week six, which is their last week, we actually invite the church that they've chosen into the clinic, mm -hmm. and they meet the person that they're going to be with that Sunday at church. Like, we want the handoff mm -hmm. to be healthy. To be an individual. Yes. Sure, sure. That way, yeah. when they come that Sunday morning, they have somebody, yeah. right? They know a name. They know a face. They're not scared to death. Because there's nothing worse than being pregnant, single, and alone and showing up to church, sure, right? Sure, sure. Where everybody else is together. Yeah. So it's, it's a real, the handoff is really smooth. And like I say, we may have only had six, but that's six we wouldn't have had had we not tried. That's right. Amen. Darren, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't we part of the bridge program already? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they came to our training. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. 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 So at the clinic, we also need the bigger sizes of diapers. Okay, there you go. And here's why. When the mama comes in and she's got a little one, we like to give her diapers and formula and wipes, and we're always out of the big sizes. And typically their kid's going to be around one or two, you know? Mm -hmm. So four, fives, and sixes. Um, so when we go back into the closet and I don't have that, we give them wipes. Um, so that is helpful too. Okay. Okay. Hey, get all the sizes. All the, the sizes. Diapers. There you go. <laughs> I do want to get, tell y'all one thing that we're doing this year, um, hopefully this year, it's on our calendar for this year, is we have a uh, clinic expansion planned for the Powdersville, Piedmont area. So last year, and actually the last two years, we've seen about 650 clients a year from the Powdersville, Piedmont, Easley, Williamston area. So our goal in opening up a third clinic is to keep people off of Grove Road where the abortion mm -hmm. clinic is, right? Mm -hmm. So it, once they hit Grove Road, y'all know, they got a 50-50 shot. Yep. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to keep them off of Grove mm -hmm. Road. So we are current, We have the funds. We've had a couple of donors who've stepped up. It's going to cost us about $150,000 to get that clinic up and going. That would be ultrasound. That would be staff. That would be all the things for the first year. And we just believe God's going to provide in a mighty way for us there. And the other thing that I want you guys to continue to be in prayer for us about is this parking lot. Can I just tell y'all, building a parking lot in Greenville County, that ain't easy. That ain't easy. I thought this was going to be a permit, very easy. Permit, permit, permit. Permit, permit, mm, permit, DOT. 
so just be praying. We've got our bids in. We've got a place that we're going, but we need that parking space. We don't ever want somebody to drive into our parking lot and turn around and leave because there's not a place to park. And it's not cheap. Um, most of you don't even realize how much expense it was for us to redo our parking lot. Just the front and the back parking lot cost us $90,000. Yeah. And this is, this. we've got about $400,000 worth of expense associated with this parking lot because of the amount of dirt that has to be moved out. And so um, just know, I was, <laughs> I was like, seriously? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, but God is faithful, and he's going to give us that money. I don't know how yet, but he's going to do it. He can provide. That's right. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills, <laughs> and we're debt-free, too, because we know who paid our debt. That's right. Anyone else? Kelly, yes. um, you had mentioned earlier about using the website for volunteer opportunities. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so if you go to PiedmontWomenCenter.org, um, and you go to that, what they call a hamburger menu, it's the three lines, you mm -hmm. click on that, it'll, one of the choices there is volunteer. You go on there, you fill out the volunteer application, and then one of our staff members will reach out to you. Uh, there's an application that you have to fill out. It's just like getting a job. We actually, internally, we call our volunteers unpaid staff. Like, that's how valuable they are to us. And so just understand, it, volunteering at Piedmont Women's Center is not for everybody, but you won't know unless you try. That's right. That's right. I see another hand. Um, how do you get the women to choose your facility to go to? Like if they have, if they get pregnant and they are wanting an abortion, what makes them go into your sure. center? Yeah, so we spend a lot of money in social media advertising because that's where the young folk are. We also spend a lot of money in Google ads and Google web searches because that's how you get to the top of the list. So pre-June of 20. Two, we were at the very top of the list. So if you would have gone out there and typed in abortion, Greenville County, Piedmont Women's Center would have come up first. Now, Google intervened, and we went to, like, page six. We could not be found. We live in a, a fallen world. That's all I can say about that. Now, we have worked really hard. I think we're back on page one, but we're not at the top anymore. But, you know... We're not deceptive in our advertising. Here's what I need you guys to understand. If a woman comes in our clinic and she said, I'm here for my abortion. Let's, let's play like this is really happening. She comes in, she says, hey, I'm here for my abortion. I don't identify as a woman. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm very thankful. I'm thankful. <laughs> you never know today. No, I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> so... Y'all might see me blush. I feel it coming. Um, so when a woman comes in our office, she says, I'm here for my abortion, we actually tell her that we do not provide, recommend, or refer mm -hmm. for abortions. Mm -hmm. We're not ever going to manipulate no. or mislead I'm a woman because be God's not going to bless that. <clears throat> That's right. And what we do say is that here are the services we provide, and we would love to serve you today. So as you guys are getting turnaways and you're sending them across the street and you see them leave right away, it's because we've spoken truth to them and they didn't want to hear what we had to say. Mm -hmm. we, we are not in the business of turning away clients who come to us. 
Um, in fact, we try to keep rooms available. We have two ultrasound rooms available at Piedmont Women's Center. And uh, one of those rooms is just a backup room. So if somebody walks in who's determined to have an abortion, they're willing to stay with us and have their pregnancy test, but they have to start with that pregnancy test. This would be, you go to your doctor, you say you have back trouble, they're not going to just give you an MRI day one, right? They're, they're going to go through a process. Mm -hmm. We're held to the same standard. Mm -hmm. We have to go through the process. So if you're sending somebody to Piedmont Women's Center for an ultrasound, that's the wrong thing to send them for. Send them for pregnancy-related services. Mm -hmm. Then we can get them in the door. We can do the pregnancy test. We can see if they qualify for the ultrasound. The reason that only 900 and something people of the 2,000 pregnancy tests we saw had an ultrasound is because some of them didn't qualify. So if they're having bleeding, spotting, cramping, they need to get to the emergency room. They, they don't need to be at Piedmont Women's Center. So they don't qualify for physical reasons? Yeah, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. It, that, that would be the only thing. Like there's a whole list of physical reasons mm -hmm. why they may not qualify mm -hmm. for an ultrasound. And so we provide as many ultrasounds as we possibly can, mm -hmm. but we are held to some legal standards there. Mm -hmm. um, here's the other thing, you guys. This is a huge celebration. We have been working very hard to obtain a medical accreditation. Mm -hmm. Most pregnancy centers are not medically accredited. Mm -hmm. We wanted that. Number one, because of our close proximity to the abortion provider, because they're always saying we're a mm. fake clinic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What they're actually saying is we don't provide abortions. There's nothing fake about the medical services we provide, right? So what we did is we sought our accreditation. We had mm -hmm. our inspections last week. We hope to find out something in the next two to three weeks if we passed inspection. I have no reason to believe that we want. In fact, the inspector who came through said, I've never seen a pregnancy center run this well. Mm -hmm. She was very impressed with what we're doing. The other thing we can do with that accreditation <clears throat> is then we get uh, respect in the medical community. Mm -hmm. And if President Biden were to ever come out and say, or any of our legal legislators, were to ever come out and say you can only stay open as a medical clinic if you are accredited. You're there. Praise God. We're there. Yeah. We're there. Right? And so we worked really hard on that, and I'm really, I'm super proud of our medical team. Uh, they've done an amazing job. And the abortion provider here in town has some information on, about Piedmont Women's Center on their website. And the day we have our accreditation certificate in our hand, our lawyer mm -hmm. is prepared to mm -hmm. write a note saying that you have to cease and desist. And uh, they, if not, they'll be found um, liable, liable. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. spreading false yeah. information. False information. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be smart. Not just pretty, Pastor. Why? Sometimes you got to... <laughs> I stopped being pretty a long time ago. <laughs> well, now you are defined, uh, identifying as a woman. Women are pretty. Yeah. Why is it a serpent harmless as a dove? Right. Right? right. Sherry? Um, I just have a quick I'm completely clueless to any of this, but we've only lived here for not that long. But So forgive my ignorance, but I'm trying to figure this out. So in other words, if somebody is pregnant, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they wanted to be pregnant, they're, you know, 
And would they come there? Like, do you have midwives and doctors? Like, do you walk them through their pregnancy? Like, We certainly can. We don't have a doctor on site. We have a medical doctor that we operate under their license. But we you do, don't do deliveries. No. no. Oh, gosh, no. no. We, we, but we do provide referrals. Okay. And so a lot of the women who come to us, they, their primary reason that they might be abortion-minded is that they don't have insurance. Mm. All right. So we're going to help her get set up at the OB clinic in Greenville. They're going to work with her on getting her Medicaid started. So it is because think about it. It's a house of cards. Yeah. So a woman who is single and pregnant but has a boyfriend, her life can change like this. She comes to Piedmont Women's Center. She's excited about being pregnant. But guess who she hasn't told yet? Mm. <laughs> One of the primary decision makers. Right. That's why sometimes we don't do the uh, ultrasound the same day because we want her to go have the conversation with the boyfriend and bring him back for the ultrasound. This is like buying a car. This is sales 101, right? Are both decision makers going to be there? We, we want to have, we want to have all the decision makers in the room, but there's never a time that we turn away a person, um, even if they're happy and excited to be pregnant because just because they're happy and excited about being pregnant doesn't mean they know Jesus. Mm, There's plenty of people excited about being pregnant. Yeah. They don't have a clue, right? So you could use that like as a ministry tool, like you could recommend somebody to go Absolutely. there. <laughs> you can witness to that, and then you can recommend them to an OGB. Absolutely, and some of the women who are coming in for the um, services, the women's health services, they know people like them. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they come into Piedmont Women's Center, they have a good experience. They go out and tell all their friends, hey, you need to go to Piedmont Women's Center. They're doing this and that for free. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. a huge piece of our ministry mm-hmm. right now. Those inward referrals. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth. Yeah. That's how this church grows. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Now, talk about the history of discrimination with Planned Parenthood. Ugh. You know much about that? I know all about it. Yeah. So Margaret. What what percentage of Planned Parenthood clinics are in minority neighborhoods? 100%. Almost 100%. -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? Almost 100% of these abortion clinics are in minority neighborhoods, black and Latino neighborhoods. Yeah. And there is, um, there is actually new advertising that's going on in the Hispanic communities uh, through Telemundo and Univision where Planned Parenthood is actually advertising uh, for them uh, and actually sending people for abortions through that. And, and we, in the past, we used to think, well, because Hispanic communities are very familial, maybe they wouldn't choose abortion. That's no longer true. No. Uh, and we are seeing right now, when I came to Piedmont Women's Center, we had zero employees who spoke Spanish. And now I think we have four employees who are fluent and mm-hmm. speak Spanish, understand the Hispanic culture, and are able to minister to them on their level. That's very important to us. Uh, and I think almost every shift at Grove Road is covered with somebody who speaks Spanish. And I think two-thirds um, of our days up at Greer are covered with Spanish speaking. But if you speak Spanish and you want to uh, sure serve at Piedmont Women's yeah. Center, we would love to have you as a part mm-hmm. of our volunteer team. And why do they target these minority neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all about if, if the dollars weren't there, they wouldn't be in business. So it's a wonderful thing that they're taking away some of their profit margin by providing services that they provide as well, but they provide them there at the 
PwC for free. Yeah, and Piedmont Women's Center has been serving there on Grove Road for over 30 years now. Yeah, as long as uh, I've been a Greenville. Yeah, and we were actually <coughs> planted by some guys who were part of Operation Rescue. Rescue. Yes. Yeah. And they were getting arrested every week, and Bill and Tommy Gouch, who were our founders, said there's got to be a better way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do, but there's mm -hmm. got to be a better way. We can't keep getting arrested. And uh, so they came up with this idea, and it's so great. They formed this little group of guys called the Melchizedek Group. And um, there was a little yellow house beside the abortion clinic, <coughs> and the original pictures of that place is a mess. It is a mess. Mm -hmm. And so they contacted the owner and asked if they could rent it. And the owner said, yeah, if you'll get me the money by Monday. Well, this was on a Friday. You know, and in 1991, 400 bucks, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to me today. <laughs> um, but they were able to come up with that first month's rent over the weekend. And um, I think within 60 or 90 days, they were able to pay cash for that building. And they renovated it. They made it their own. And that first day they were open, which was April the 2nd, 1991, they saw eight clients. All eight chose life for their unborn babies, and all eight made professions for Christ. That's the foundation that we stand yeah, on today. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Yeah. Well, there you go. Who knew? Anyone else? Deborah. Okay. We, yeah, I don't want you to go anywhere yet. Okay. Nobody? Nobody? Okay. Let's thank Kelly and, and uh, Lori for being with us this morning. I just want to pray for her. Yes. Lord, we do pray for yes. PwC, Lord. And we pray for Kelly and Lori and all of the volunteers, Lord, all of the staff, Lord. We pray that you do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything we could ever ask or think for this ministry, Lord. There is nothing more important than the preservation of our children, right. Lord. You said the greatest gift that you give us as a people is our children, Lord. And Lord, there is such a disregard for children in our culture today. Oh, God, we pray that you change that. You are the father of the fatherless, Lord. And so continue to bless this ministry. Continue to guide Kelly and Lori and everyone else involved. We ask and thank you, Lord, for coming here this morning and exciting all of us, Lord. And I pray it stimulated many to come and volunteer to look and see what's taking place and see where they might fit yes. to rescue the unborn. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Well, I, I can't even say my name in 20 minutes, so uh, I was going to go through, uh, I asked the Lord, where, where do you want me to be this morning? And I'm, I'm not going to be there, but I'll tell you where you might want to go. Um, I, I've been saved now 43 years and been involved in the pro-life ministry. And we can be very, very frustrated, can't we? That we see the increase of evil in our world, in our culture, in our society. But in the end, we know that God triumphs. Last week, we were going through the kingdom program of God and the five aspects of the kingdom program of God. Remember those? First one was universal kingdom. Second one was? Third one was? The fourth one? The mystery. The mystery kingdom, which is taking place right now. And we get that from, from Matthew 13, 11. And Jesus said, and I'll tell you the mysteries of the kingdom, right? Now, in the mystery kingdom, the first parable was the parable of the sower, sower. 
and the, the second type of seed fell upon stony ground. And what happened to that seed that fell upon stony ground? It sprung up, but what happened? Troubles and persecution hit, and it faded away. Now listen to me. There's, there's always a temptation because we see evil waxing worse and worse. We see our society has gone from a post-Christian society to a blatantly pagan society. That we could lose heart and think, where's God in all of this? And I was asked that question Friday night at the fireside. In a sense, where's God in the suffering of his people? Where's God in the suffering and the ravaging of this world? Well, Psalm 10 answers that question. The psalmist is very, very frustrated over the prosperity of the wicked and how wickedness is growing exponentially. But in the end, God triumphs. And it's just a display of the patience and the loving kindness and the mercy of God. Even the existence of evil glorifies our Father, if you really understand, right? And so we know that at the end of the matter, every devil gets there. And every saint, the reward. And so that's the way you have to look at it. So in your leisure this afternoon, go through Psalm 10 and let the Lord speak. It's amazing how that psalm in particular was so relevant to the subject matter this morning. Talks about the fatherless, talking about those lurking in secret who do these things. And they're doing it for the sake of their prosperity. Amazing, amazing how God's word is so foreseeing, isn't it? into the future. Well, I'm going to have you stand. Pastor David's going to lead us in a closing song. Where did Christy go? And who excused her? <laughs> no, no. I, I, want, I want, no, because of Darren and Christy's involvement for so many years here in the pro-life movement, I want Christy to do our closing prayer this morning. But uh, shall you stand with me as Pastor David comes forward?